there. You are listening to the Love and Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Sherry Johnson, and I am on this earth to help you recover emotionally, physically, and spiritually from miscarriage. It's definitely my calling. It wasn't all that long ago that I too suffered three miscarriages of my own and six years of infertility. And I really know how painful and lonely the journey can be. Over those six years, I developed some really solid tools for releasing the emotional pain of loss and for truly healing from the inside out. And I'm here to share them all with you so that you can feel like yourself again. So if you've had a miscarriage or experienced the loss that infertility brings, because there is a loss there too, you are in the right place. And I'm so grateful that you're taking the first step toward healing by joining me today. Let's get started. Hey there, and welcome back to the Love and Loss podcast. You're listening to episode number 19. I actually said I wasn't going to be back until next week, but I couldn't let Father's Day go by without offering you some ways that you can support the dad of your angel baby. So today we're going to be talking about four emotions that your partner is pretty likely feeling after your miscarriage. And yes, your partner needs the support, just in case you were thinking that he'd already moved on. So by the way, uh, before we dive in, I use the male form to represent your partner most of the time in this episode, just to be able to easily differentiate between the woman who carried the baby and the partner. I recognize that you may have a female partner, um, and please know that she may be feeling the same way. So when you're the one who's had the miscarriage, it's pretty easy to forget that your partner might need support. After all, almost everything happens to us as the carrier of the baby. We're the ones feeling the first signs of pregnancy, the nausea, the fatigue, the sore breasts. We're the ones taking the pregnancy tests, going to the first doctor's appointments, being poked and prodded with needles and ultrasound wands. We're the ones who endure the physical pain of miscarriage and then more poking and prodding afterwards and drugs and anesthesia if you've had a DNC and don't even get me started if you've had the fertility treatments leading up to it. There's a whole bunch more that has happened to us. So, and it's easy to feel that way, like everything has happened to us. And typically, we're also the ones who are offered the support because that's also how society views it. The partners, if they're lucky, might get a, hey man, I'm sorry for your loss from a buddy who knew about the pregnancy but forget about any kind of true deep support or a, even a check-in, you know, down the road, a how you're doing. So this Father's Day, you might need to turn your attention and support to your partner as there can be some pretty heavy emotions going on for them too. They might just be hiding them or pushing them away as that's pretty typical for all people to bury grief, but it's even more so for men. 
I published an episode at the end of May with Kirsten Fry called Six Myths That Are Preventing Healing from Miscarriage. This is a really amazing episode. It gets into the six common beliefs that are keeping you burying or avoiding your pain instead of processing it and healing. And men are just as prone to believing these myths as women. And on top of it, they may also buy into the notion that vulnerability and showing emotions equals weakness. So they have an additional reason to hide their emotions, to bury them, and to avoid them. So I invite you to go back to that episode in case you missed it. It is at sherryjohnson.ca slash 16. So it's episode 16 if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, and then you can find it on my website. I'll also link to the show notes, uh, link to that episode in my show notes for this episode as well. And this episode's show notes can be found at sherryjohnson.ca slash 18. Sorry, that's sherryjohnson.ca slash 19. We're on episode 19 today. So let's get into the reasons why your partner might be prone to bury their grief after the loss of a baby and what might be going through their minds. So number one, who am I to mourn? So your partner might actually be thinking exactly what I just described earlier that everything happened to you, that you have it so much worse, or even that other people have it so much worse if they've lost a baby further along at a, at a later gestation, or if they've had a child that they got to meet and has passed. So he might be comparing and might be thinking, what right do I have to grieve? And what that does, instead of telling you, or anyone else that he's hurting, he pushes away his grief. As I also mentioned earlier, he puts on a tough outer front. And in your eyes, it might look like he's moved on. And that can cause a resentment on your part. This is something that I hear often, that women feel like they are grieving at a different pace than their partner. And it creates a sense of disconnection between you and your partner. It, it, it can create a rift if you begin to resent him or, or misunderstand his grieving process. So, so that's number one um, thought that's going through your partner's mind that you might need to be aware of. Number two, what kind of man am I or what kind of person am I? This kind of a thought suggests that your your partner might feel some shame. And this is something that I think is really hard to even identify in ourselves. Maybe even sometimes it's easier to identify it in other people, but shame is really hard to recognize sometimes. But what what your partner might be feeling, let's say he didn't know how to support you. And so he didn't, he may feel some shame over that. He may not have been able to be in the hospital room with you when you were going through this or, or in your bedroom, depending on where you were experiencing your miscarriage, or he may have chosen not to go to any of the doctor's appointments. Um, there's all kinds of reasons why 
he may feel like he failed you and he may feel some shame around that. He may even feel like you failed as a couple. Who have you disappointed in your lives? Have you disappointed the potential grandparents on either side? Were they expecting and waiting for this baby? And, you know, he may feel like he's disappointed them. So all kinds of reasons why he may have some shame bubbling up inside of him, but that is one that we definitely will bury. So it's kind of hard to to recognize, hard to get that to come out. Um, so it might just help to be aware of it. It might bring you some compassion. So that's number two. What kind of person am I or what kind of a man am I? That's the thought that might be going through his mind. Number three, who can I really talk about this to? So if you think we as women feel like the miscarriage road is a lonely one, imagine being the partner. It's definitely a lonely journey. I did actually did a bit of looking around online to see what's out there for the partner in the way of support. And there isn't much. There are a couple of online Facebook groups. Um, there are some blog articles and, and that sort of thing out there, but definitely not what there is for women. Um, and, and even couples, there isn't a heck of a lot out there. So they may be, may be left with absolutely no support and nowhere to really no knowledge of where to start, um, nowhere for them to be with others who have been through it and, and might be able to put a voice to their emotions or provide them with some comfort or at least understanding. And when you don't have that support or that common ground, that understanding from someone else who's been through it, that can also lead to more burying of that emotion and that pain. So that's number three. Who can I really talk to about this? And number four, the last one, maybe I'm partly to blame for this. So we all look for reasons why bad things happen. We look for someone or something to blame. It's part of human nature. It helps us to feel closure. Um, and as women, we tend to blame ourselves. What if we did something that harmed the baby? What if we didn't do something that might've helped the baby? What if my eggs just aren't healthy? There's all kinds of things that we, we feel guilty about. Um, and we blame ourselves for after a miscarriage. And it never occurred to me until recently that my partner might actually be feeling the same way. He might be thinking, what if my sperm was unhealthy? I drank too much. I smoked too much. What if I, um, what if I influence the health of my sperm? Um, what if I influenced my wife to do things she wasn't ready to do or things that might've been bad for the baby? There's all kinds of things that might be running through their minds about how they might've prevented this. And especially as a partner, they tend to want to fix things. They tend to want to help us and they will look for that blame as well. 
So they may be feeling guilt. That's the emotion underlying that. Um, They may be feeling guilt after your miscarriage. So those are four four thoughts that might be running through your partner's mind and the emotions that are associated with those thoughts. Something that you'll need to be acutely aware of, especially if you approach your partner about this, is that he or she may not be willing to admit to any of these emotions, even to himself or herself. My own husband did not and has not. He also, after my first miscarriage, he had lost his older brother only a few weeks before our first loss. So I don't know that he could even think about how to deal with another loss or to support me when he needed to be supported. He was in the middle of grieving for his brother. So it's possible that he's completed his his grieving for both our loss, our losses. We've actually had three miscarriages and for his brother or that he's already buried his feelings so deep that he can't reach them anymore. So you may run into this as well where you know, you might approach or ask your, your partner how he or she's feeling and not really get much of a response. But I do hope that hearing this episode might help you to have some compassion for your partner. As, as I mentioned earlier, I, I know it can be hard on a relationship when two people process grief in very different ways and they move at different paces. So I do want to let you know, um, I cover tools for keeping your relationship strong, how to accept your partner's way and pace of grieving. It's something that I cover in my paid program. So if that's something that's holding you back is your relationship and the the things that are going on, um, the way that you're each grieving very differently, if there's resentment, head over to my website, sherryjohnson.ca and check out that program. It's available to you anytime. So that's a wrap for today. The Let's just quickly recap on those four thoughts going through your partner's mind after your miscarriage. Who am I to mourn? So that's the comparison of his, his or her grief and comparing it to yours or to someone else's who's, who's had in their mind a, a worse loss. Uh, number two, what kind of a man am I or what kind of a person am I? That's shame. That underlies that one. Number three, who can I really talk to about this? There's no one. And that's loneliness. And then number four, maybe I'm to blame. Maybe this was somehow my fault. And that's guilt underlying that thought. So those are the four. As I finish this recording, we're just a few days away from Father's Day And I invite you to just check in with your partner and see how he or she's feeling. Have compassion for him or her and and acceptance for their way of grieving and their peace for grieving. I would love to hear from you as to how Father's Day went for you and your partner. And I'll also be putting up some additional resources over in my Facebook group. I have a private Facebook group. If you haven't joined yet, it is at facebook.com slash groups slash miscarriage, love, and loss all spelled out. 
so that's miscarriage, love, and loss. And I would love to see you over there. I do um, lots of tips and tricks for coping with grief after miscarriage for you. And uh, this week I'll be posting some more about your partner. And so I would love it if you join me over there. So I will be taking next week off. So I will be back in two weeks. That's on July the 2nd with another episode. Until then, stay well and focus on your healing. Before you head out, I would be forever grateful if you left me a review on iTunes as that's going to help other women who are suffering from miscarriage or infertility to find this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'll be back next Thursday with another episode for you. In the meantime, make it a week of nurturing and healing for yourself. Bye for now.